PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Time for another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk investing, finance, and retirement here on Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. And we're going to talk about when crisis meets opportunity here on this episode of the podcast. But first, let's say hi to the guys, and then we'll dive into what that means. What's going on, Nick? How are you? Uh, doing well, doing well, staying. Uh, it's been a really busy uh, start to the year. Um, you know, people are uh, anxious to kind of, you know, check in and go over things and all that kind of stuff. Mm, but, yeah. you know, so we're enjoying uh, catching up with everybody and just kind of walking them through where we are and how things are going. Good. Yeah, as the first quarter winds down, I imagine that's the case. John, what's going on with you, my friend? Oh, not too much. You know, as Nick mentioned, just a very busy start to the year. So, you know, getting get in touch with everyone has been good. And I think uh, last time we said the weather is starting to warm up around here. So we have a we have two or three months of some really nice weather, then it's going to get scorching hot. So just trying to enjoy <laughs> the, the nice nice 70s to 80s for the time being. There you go. Exactly. Well, so what we're talking about this week here on the podcast is, you know, some people view certain things that are going to happen to us in retirement or that happen to us in general when it comes to our financial lives as a crisis and other look at it as an opportunity, right? So I'm going to give you guys a couple here. I'll let you guys expound on those based on what you see or what you do. And we'll just discuss some of these ways that these crises, if you will, might actually be an opportunity, a good way for you to look at it, maybe change your perspective just a bit. Um, I currently, now, John, I know we're in totally different spaces when it comes to this, uh, you and I, but I am an empty nester. I've been one now for, well, actually about two and a half years, going on three years. Uh, But for some parents, you know, the idea of empty nest is a very joyous one. My wife and I were like pretty surprised at ourselves. We were like, sweet, we love her, but bye. (laughs) You know, have a good, you know, do your thing, have a good time. And for others, obviously there's, you know, there's very sad, you know, attachment and sometimes they have trouble with it, but from a financial standpoint, what's some things to, you know, to think about here? Yeah. Some of the things you can think about is definitely, um, you know, your cash flow. I would assume for the most part is now, uh, you have a little extra cash flow. Yeah. So from a financial standpoint, I think we, in the last session we talked about in the fifties, having a little bit extra money to save. Right. Uh, we see, we see that quite a bit when kids are 
you know, out of college, it's, you know, you're no longer paying for college bills, mm -hmm. your, um, you know, electricity, water bills, maybe gone down a little bit. And the Cell big phone. one is groceries have groceries. really shot down <laughs> uh, for certain people here. And, and it really gives you an opportunity to either save some more for retirement or go on some more vacations and travel, you know. That's a good point. Nick and I wasn't trying to leave you out there, because, but I know that you don't have any little ones yet. So I just was uh, getting John's take on that. What do you see, though, from a planning aspect? Yeah, it's interesting because we almost see this happening kind of like two phases. So for a lot of our clients, the first phase is, you know, when the kids go away to school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, or, or even from the standpoint of when the last kid goes away to school. So there's, you know, that period of time where uh, they're away at school, but they'll come home on breaks. And, you know, maybe during the summer, they stay at home. And so there's, you know, a little bit of adjustment, but they, while they may not be at home, they may still be on the payroll, uh, mm -hmm. per se. Right. And then there's that, you know, kind of full shift into, all right, you know, they're gone, they're off the payroll. And, you know, what now sort of thing. And, you know, for some, depending upon the age that they are, you know, that's where grandkids may come into the, the <laughs> come into play. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of a transition where, you know, maybe you're watching the grandkids a couple of days a week and, you know, and people tend to kind of like having some sort of uh, interim uh, between you know, there being like a, a crazy household versus uh, an empty household. But, but really that recapture of uh, money that was being spent, you know, saving it, putting it away so that, um, you know, one of the most effective tools that I, I would say that we have to kind of help people with this process is, you know, if we're able to show people, you know, maybe they're somewhere from five to eight years out from retirement mm -hmm. and, it's like, all right, you know, our expenses have dropped by a thousand dollars a month with the kids kind of shifting out of the house. You know, we had originally planned to retire at sixty-five, but if we if we save this thousand dollars a month, is there a chance that we could retire at sixty-two, sixty-three, sixty-four? And so, kind of going through a planning process and showing them, like, hey, yeah, you know, if we can, you know, in some cases, if we can recapture those dollars, if we can put that money away, you know, we can get you into that next phase of of life a, a little bit quicker. There's a huge um, relief uh, for many people that that comes with that, where there's less. Even if they are going to continue to work, knowing that they may not necessarily have to work, right? Um, there's a huge kind of mental relief that we see in people, and so I've seen that really uh, alleviate some of that, uh, you know, mindset change gotcha. uh, quite a bit. Yeah, and so whether you view, you know, the empty nest syndrome as a crisis because you're like, what are we going to do? We're all by ourselves, you know, <laughs> and maybe it's a standpoint of, you know, you got to spend more time with your spouse. It's just the two of you. Who knows what your viewpoint is? Uh, but at the same time, you could look at it as an opportunity to maybe put away more for retirement, whether it's they're half off the payroll, completely off the payroll uh, to both of the guys points here. So try to find the opportunity in that versus necessarily the crisis. All right. So let's move to the next one, guys. And that is market downturns or market crashes. You know, obviously, they're going to be stressful no matter what happens. I mean, just what we saw last, you know, a year ago now, last March, uh, you know, with the downturn due to the pandemic. And so I, I get where the crisis can come into play. So what are some things to think about in the event that we want to try to turn that you know, mindset into more of an opportunity? Yeah. So w when we have downturns in the market, you know, a good opportunity is really you know, buying into it. It's, it's like you have a, a store that's going out of business and they have their going out of business sale and you kind of jump in there and see w what they have that you can get at a very discounted price. Same thing with stocks. I mean, just to give an example of one and 
and I kind of use this in the class because I feel like I'm always there, is Disney. Uh, their stock <laughs> dropped quite a bit last March, you know, when we start to shut down. And that was a great buying opportunity if you had some cash on the sideline to take advantage of it because um, it's really skyrocketed since then. And I'm, and I'm just using Disney as an example. There's, there's a lot of other ones as well that we can discuss. But, you know, if, if you're positioning yourself to really take advantage of a, of a market crash, you can really put yourself ahead in, um, when the things rebound. So there's definitely some opportunity in market crashes. I think people sometimes immediately latch on to the the paranoia side of it. But if you had a good plan in place, it might not feel as much of a crisis, I guess. You know, one of the conversations that we'll have with clients as they do shift into retirement, for those that, you know, may be a little bit skittish about the market in general, or if we have concerns that, you know, some market volatility will kind of derail them from their plan, you know, just maybe overall that the market stresses them out a little bit. What we'll do is, you know, kind of figure out like, you know, hey, how many months of expenses will make, you know, uh, if we hold X amount of months in uh, in cash to cover, you know, expenses, will that put you in a place where you'll feel comfortable? Because with a crash, there's two, you know, there's two parts. Number one is to not bail and to cash out at a loss. Number two is if you have cash handy to, you know, put that cash, like John said, and enter it into the market and take advantage of the upside, you know, it can be significant. So for clients that are fully retired, uh, being able to have some of that cash set aside to be able to take advantage Mm -hmm. of opportunities and also prevent them from acting in a way that, you know, is not good for them long-term can be important. And for those clients that are actually still working and still actively saving into accounts, you know, saving on a monthly basis or on a consistent, you know, bi-weekly basis, helps, you know, whether, you know, dollar cost averaging is what a lot of people know it as, um, helps you buy in at times where uh, when the market's low or at a discount, you can really, you know, once it bounces back, you can really bounce back in a significant way uh, and, and make a difference. Yeah. So another uh, opportunity you can do in a market crash and, and, you know, is really do some Roth conversions on IRA assets. So Good point. what you would do is, and I think we've discussed this in kind of one of our last sessions, but now that this has kind of come back up, it's probably a good time to bring it up again, is if your IRA balance drops, that could be a good opportunity to convert it and pay less, uh, pay less taxes on a lower balance at that point in time. Okay. All right. So certainly some good points to think of. And again, we're trying to show some uh, areas, silver linings, if you will, where something might feel like a crisis or seem like a crisis, but maybe there's an opportunity there to be had. And of course, a lot of that comes down to, as I mentioned, just having a good plan in place uh, that'll help you alleviate some of those feelings because you'll know what to expect as you're walking into some of these scenarios. Uh, number three, guys, it may be a little bit tougher, obviously, to plan for, but still, still something that has to happen. And this is one that I think just gets avoided mostly because people are afraid to talk about it, but it's long-term care. And maybe that's the, the crisis is the, you know, the continual rate hikes or something like that. Yeah, we, with clients that have long-term care policies, we try to make sure that we explain. And, and when we do our classes, when we walk through this section, uh, we try to make sure that we explain so that they fully understand that premiums for long-term for traditional long-term care policies can go up. And you know, anybody that's really purchased a policy in the last decade uh, is really starting to see that now. And so, uh, those policies do have you know what are called non-forfeiture options. So they have the ability to either keep their premium the same and reduce benefits, or pay more and keep their benefits the same. Um, and we really try to take it on a case 
case-by-case basis. But it's important to take it into consideration and understand because it is absolutely a factor that can impact the overall planning and um, is just really another reason that when you're planning for expenses for clients, you know, building in buffers on expenses and making sure that the plan works well, you know, this is a, an important space to, to make sure that you cover. Yeah, certainly some good points. And, and sometimes maybe it's just a good, you know, reminder to you know, kick in the tush that we sometimes need to just look at some of the things we're a little bit afraid of addressing, you know, and nobody likes thinking about it, but it is part of life. So it's certainly worth having a conversation. Uh, one more here, guys, and that is the, you know, the crisis. And we saw this obviously a lot uh, in the last 18 months or so of downturns, getting laid off. Uh, in this case, you know, whole, whole industries really suffering due to the pandemic. It's going to be surely it's certainly going to be tougher to look for opportunities there. But from a retirement standpoint, and I, you know we're not necessarily talking about you know people that are in their twenties or thirties or forties, but from a retirement standpoint, any things we can try to find here to turn that into an opportunity, maybe getting laid off early. The first thing that would pop into my mind is that if you had a good plan in place, you'd be able to know if that's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It might just be saying, okay, well it's time for me to go ahead and retire, and I know I'm going to be okay. So we've seen that situation come up recently where we've had clients laid off and it's like, hey, Nick, John, let's, let's get together to do a meeting. Mm-hmm. And in the meeting, it's all right, let's look at how the plan looks without you working currently. And we find out it doesn't look as bad as they thought. Right. And it kind of makes them feel a little bit better about their current situation. And we've also had some other scenarios where maybe it doesn't look great, but it's, hey, you don't need to go work full time anywhere. Mm, You can go find something that you enjoy to do and maybe work part time and the plan still looks solid. So that's something to, you know, just keep an eye on is if you are laid off, you don't necessarily need to get back to the income that you were making before. Maybe you can now go do something else that maybe you enjoy more or a second career. And, you know, maybe at, at part time, your plan still works. And that's where it's important to plan ahead and make sure that you have the ability to make decisions and be able to monitor those. Yeah, I would add that, you know, in reality, for somebody that's within a couple of years of retirement, the money that they are going to save in those years, if they've done pretty well up until that point. So let's say, for example, somebody, you know, is planning on retiring at 65 and they get laid off at 63. Well, the money that they were going to save between 63 and 65 wasn't going to have a huge, huge impact on their overall plan and, and make it like rapidly improve. Yeah. However, not having to dip into the money that they've saved in those couple of years will be important. So kind of along the lines of what John said, it's like, hey, if we can, you know, we'll go through the plan and say, maybe you're used to making a hundred grand a year, but if we can, you know, if you can find something making 40 or 50, that can uh, help you avoid having to dip into your accounts, let your accounts to continue to grow. And even if you can't save for these next couple of years, it lets you hold the line. You know, that can be really a, a win-win and make an impact. So, you know, between that and kind of sticking with the fundamentals of trying to make sure that you have, you know, six plus months of, uh, of expenses in cash and, you know, really kind of the tried and true uh, things from a, from a planning standpoint mm-hmm. can help people get through that. And we've also seen people kind of have a sense of relief where they were getting burned out at work. Um, <laughs> they weren't really happy there anymore. They didn't realize how much it was taking out of them. And just literally a, a month or two to regroup kind of uh, refreshes them and 
they end up in an opportunity that's a lot better than the one that they were in anyways. Yeah, some great points for sure. I mean, try to find that uh, opportunity in it. Maybe if you're lucky enough to have a position where a pension was involved, maybe they've offered you a lump sum buyout, you know, whatever the case is, so... Uh, or the monthly. So it's you know worth having those conversations to find out where you stand because it may not be uh, that crisis that you initially thought it was. It's the gut punch when you first find that out, sure. But if you've got a plan in place or you go and you find out and you have those numbers run, you may certainly find to the guys' point that you could be in, in better shape than you realized. And it's, it's interesting that the way you guys phrase that because my brother's actually right there now. He's uh, 63 and he's going to be, uh, um, they're going to be closing up the business here that he works for in the next couple of months. And so he's on that, you know, he's at that cusp as well. And he's like, well, I'm going to take a look at my numbers again. And so he sat down and talked with his advisor and he's like, I think I can just go to part-time to John's point and just do some things that I want to do now. There's a couple of little hobby ideas he's been thinking about doing. So you never know, right? You got to look for the opportunity uh, where you can, and and it's you know it's hard to sometimes not focus on the crisis, but with a good strong plan in place, that'll certainly help you do that. And that's kind of the whole point. Uh, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast is to shine some light on some areas to think about that. You've been listening to Retirement Planning Redefined. Stop by the website at pfgprivatewealth.com. Check out the guys there. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can contact them uh, to come in for a consultation or a review or talk about your situation. You can find the podcast there. Subscribe to it that way. Or drop us an email here as well on the program. And we've got one this week we're going to wrap up with. Uh, Jane has a question for you guys. She says, it's about 401k funds. If I don't use the target date retirement fund, is there a certain number of funds that I should allocate within my 401k. I don't want to under or over diversify. Is there a right number of funds or does it really just depend? So it, you know, our answer to almost everything is it always just depends. <laughs> um, so it sounds like uh, Jane is not, um, you know, she's not doing the pre-built kind of option, which is the target date and is looking just to really build her own portfolio, you know, which is fine, but it's really more important as far as how many funds you have to get into the right asset classes. Mm-hmm. So 401ks do a really good job of uh, making sure that you have a lot of different asset classes to choose from. And when I say asset classes, you know, large cap, small cap, you know, bond funds, international, that's the way you want to diversify within a portfolio. So, you know, it really comes down to your risk tolerance, which um, again, with the 401k platforms, they typically have a questionnaire for you when you sign up or on the website. And then once you determine that, if you're, you know, I'm just throwing out there, if you're moderate, then you're going to want a certain mix of those asset classes to make sure you have a good portfolio for you easier said than done. So it's really important to work with a financial professional to make sure that you have the right number of funds and uh, you're diversified in the right asset classes for your situation. All right. There you go. Thank you so much for the question. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, every situation's a bit different. There's universal truths to apply to all of us. And that's one of the reasons, again, we do the podcast to share some of those things. But every situation can be uniquely different when it comes to retirement planning. So reach out to the team and give them a call if you have some questions at 813-286-7776. Don't forget to subscribe to us at Retirement Planning Redefined on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. You can find all the information at pfgprivatewealth.com. Guys, thanks for your time this week. I appreciate it as always. John, have yourself a great week. Nick, you as well, my friend. Thanks for doing Thanks. We'll talk to you a little bit later here on the program. This is Retirement Planning Redefined. <laughs> 